Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good day, everyone. This is Tony Moskal with your high school sports podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for everyone. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? Ladies and gentlemen, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Like I've said in the last couple of weeks, some of the sure bets that I've put on have been with the New York Giants, my favorite football team. I don't know if they have a bye this week, but if they do, they'll probably be a seven-point underdog, and I'm going with the bye. Did you win any money on the Lakers? Are you betting on the Dodgers? Or are you betting on those cheating Astros again? From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Well, once again, we're going off the grid to a sport that doesn't get a lot of coverage. However, it really deserves it. There are so many tremendous athletes that run track. I figured we'd talk to one of the best in the state of California. I really didn't have to go far to find this person. In fact, he happens to be in my fourth period class at Golden Valley High School and a damn good runner at that. Presently, he's ranked number two in the 800 meters in California, number three in the entire country. He's ranked in the top 15 in the 1600 and number one in the state of California in the 600 meters. He recently gave a verbal commitment to the University of Iowa to run track. Antonio Abrego, welcome to the podcast. How are you, big guy? Doing great. Mr. Moscow, thank you for having me. Um, Let's get started. How did you get started in track and were you always fast? Well, I first started when I was five years old, but... um. You know, track was kind of like just a sport my parents threw me in. I wasn't really, um, you know, focused on it, I guess. I, I was just trying to give it a try, really. Uh, my main sports were really uh, basketball and football. You know, those were really my passions. But, um, yeah, I was always, like, the fastest kid on my, my football team, my fast, fastest kid on the basketball team or whatnot. And, you know, I thought track would be a good idea. And, you know, honestly, I, I didn't really like it. Like, I, it wasn't as fun as football and basketball. I didn't really have that adrenaline rush. But, um yeah, I, I, I stopped doing it. I focused on um, football and, and basketball. And then uh, once I got to middle school, that's really when I started picking up uh, track again. And, you know, I kind of realized how good I was at it. So were you one of those kids on the playground that would challenge other people to races and you know, like for a quarter or a dollar and know that you were going <laughs> to win and take all their money? Yeah, I was uh, I was definitely one of those kids. I'd be lying if I told you I wasn't. But um, <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was very competitive. Like I've always been. um you know, the, I've always wanted to be the best at anything I've done. And, you know, I was, I was the kid who would sprint the warm-up laps in PE. And, you know, people didn't like me for it. They were like, you know, why are you making us look bad? Why are you running so hard? Like, you know, I don't know. That's just something that I, I liked. You know, I, I like the idea of coming in first. And, you know, I, I just felt that um, that feeling of accomplishment. And, you know, that's really just um, – that's really how it started, though, on the, on the playground, just um, being competitive with my friends. And, you know, I, I really didn't realize how good I was at it and, until I got to, you know, middle school and – in high school and I really started taking it serious. So you realized you had a gift for running and did you run in that little junior high track meet they have here in the district? Yeah, I did. Um, uh, I did it in both years, seventh grade and eighth grade. 
I broke um, four records my seventh grade year, and then eighth grade year, I broke uh, another four records. So yeah, I, I pretty much maxed out my events both years. And, you know, that was my goal going into each year. I was, I was trying to, you know, win, win all those races and, you know, break the break the records. I remember we had a record board in the in the gym in, um, in junior high. And, you know, I, I made that my goal. You know, I wanted to break all those records. And by the end of the year, you know, I, I had done that. And, you know, I graduated with eight records. So yeah, I was pretty happy with that. Did they just name that the Antonio Abrego record board? Uh, no, but I got um, track athlete of the year. So, I mean, my name was on the on the board in big letters that by, by the time I graduated. So, I mean, yeah. And it's it, obviously well-deserved. Was there a time when you weren't the fastest? Um, yeah, there's, I mean, I've always been challenged by people around me, you know, that that's, that's really the beauty of the sport, you know, that you, there's always someone out there that's working hard and, you know, you got to make sure that you're staying on top of it and, you know, you got to, you know, solidify yourself as one of the best by, you know, having the best work ethic, you know, really um, your talent can only take you so far, but, you know, work ethic is really what's going to capitalize and, you know, make you, make you the best you possibly can be. So, I mean, I'd say um, my freshman year, I really had no idea why I ranked in the state um, nationally. I had no idea where I was. I was really just, um, getting a feel for it and learning how it worked. You know, I, I didn't even know what CIF was. You know, when I found out I qualified for CIF, I was like, oh, it's, it's just another track meet, really. And, um, yeah, that's 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 pretty much where I, I kind of learned how a track was in um, um, in high school. And then once I got to – yeah, that, that's, that's kind of how I thought it was. But, yeah. But you didn't start at Golden Valley. You, you started at Alamany. You went there mm -hmm. to play football. And obviously, track has worked out for you. But why did you leave Alamany and and come to Golden Valley? Well, um, leaving my friends was kind of like a a big challenge for me. You know, going to a brand new school and starting my high school career um, somewhere I was really just foreign to. I didn't really know anybody going into Al going to Alamany. I, I I really just thought that was the best place for me to play football at. And you know, I had a great football season and. And then, um, you know, I, I just didn't really like the the atmosphere of it. You know, private school is just a, a big difference from from public school. And, um, yeah, it just wasn't for me. You know, the uniforms, it, it wasn't fun. And, you know, I was missing my friends. You know, these are, these are the kids that I grew up with. And, you know, I, I wanted to go back to Golden Valley. And I think it was the best decision I ever made, honestly. And, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, coming back there with Coach Lonnie and, and um, all those kids on the track team, I knew we were going to be really special. And, you know, so far, I think um, we've done really well. So, yeah, I definitely think um, I made the right decision, but I don't regret going to Alameda at all. You know, um, I got the private school experience. I understood how it was. And, you know, I learned from from going there. And, you know, I, I, I had a great football season. You know, I, I got my highlight tape that I was able to show the Golden Valley coaches. And, you know, they figured I was good enough to be on varsity my sophomore year. So, you know, that, it, was a, it was a good experience there. But, you know, I, I just thought I could get better at Golden Valley. And you come to Golden Valley, you played football your sophomore year, you were a contributor, you caught just under 30 passes, but then your junior year, you decide not to play football. What went into that decision? Well, um, you know, football has always been my passion and, um, you know, making that decision to quit football was, was really, really tough because, you know, that's, that's a sport I, I grew up playing my whole life. And, but really it, it was just a, a matter of, you know, making a decision for my future. You know, I thought that I could go farther in track than I could in football. And um, I got hurt my sophomore year. I broke my I broke my arm, I think, in the eighth game of the season. And, you know, that was kind of like a, 
a big eye opener for me. Like, what if that was my leg? You know, if that was my leg, and like my track career would pretty much be over. Like, so I I, I learned from that, and I think I made um, the right decision. Obviously, you know, um, you know, I'm I'm going to college now, and I'm excited for that. And you know, that's that's pretty much what the goal was. You know, to go to college for either football or track. So you know, I'm happy with the um, the decision I made to quit football. And really, like I I, I I kind of just thought of how good I could be if I focused on one sport. And, you know, I was having some success my my um, freshman year. And, you know, I realized, like, you know, I, I don't really need football anymore. Like, I, I can make it with track. So, yeah, that was, that's where that decision came from. Did you catch any grief for that decision from, from, you know, mostly your buddies? I know that as coaches, we get upset when we lose a really good athlete to another sport. Um, but did your buddies give you any grief for it? Oh, definitely. I, I still get it to this day. Like, they're like, oh, come back, Tony. Come on. Like, we, we could be really good if you come back. But no, I mean, it, it was a really tough decision. You know, I, I got some heat for it. I'm like, why, why are you leaving the team? Like, why? Like, and, but they all understood, you know, these are like my really good friends and, you know, they want what was best for me. And, you know, they realized, you know, this kid is like, this kid's really, really good at track and, you know, his talent is, is showing. And, you know, they, they understood that my goal was to go to college and, you know, go D1. So, you know, they, they supported my decision and, you know, I was listening to my family as well. Like they're, they were telling me like, you know, do what, do what you want, you know, that we, we support you 100% about, you know, whatever decision you make. So yeah, that, that, I kind of got grief for it, but um, you know, at the end of the day, like they understood why I made that decision. What do you miss most about football? Um, oh man, there's, there's a lot of it. Um, just the overall physical nature of it is, it's just fun, you know, whatever, whatever's inside of you that's bothering you, you can just take it out on the field. And, you know, my, my, just the team camaraderie really is, is um, probably the biggest thing, you know, in track and field, it's kind of individualized, you know, yeah, you're on a team, but you know, you're running that race by yourself, you know, you have to, you know, prepare yourself, you have to, you know, go into that race mentally by yourself. But in football, you know, you're relying on the guy next to you to do his job. And, you know, that, that that's that aspect of it. And, you know, just, hanging out with your guys in the locker room and on the bus and after a big win, you know, that those are things that, you know, I'll never forget. And, you know, I miss to this day. So yeah, that, that team camaraderie is something that I miss a lot about football. Now football and track are obviously two totally different sports. How did you adapt to the violence of football and the relative nonviolence of track and mentally, how did you go about, you know, moving away from football into track yeah um physically it's obviously a very different sport you know track is pretty much non-contact but uh, mentally i feel like it's the same you know you got to approach it the same way you know like the guy next to me is trying to beat me in in track but in football you know the guy across me wants to hit me or the guy wants to score on me you know it, it's the same mentality you know I, i'm just not gonna let this guy beat me really but that's what it comes down to and you know it was it wasn't a hard adjustment you know football and track pretty much go hand in hand with each other, you know, um, speed on the football field and shows with speed on the track. So I feel like, um, yeah, they, they really go hand in hand. But yeah, it, uh, I guess the mental side is a lot different. You know, obviously you can't hit your hit the guy on the track. But yeah, it's... Um, well, you can, but you're going to get in trouble for it. Yeah, you'll get DQ'd. Uh, I actually had uh, college coaches tell me I'd be pretty good at indoor track because you're running on a smaller track and, you know, it actually does get a little physical. You know, you throw in some elbows here and there, but... You know, that, that's kind of where that football would come into play. But, yeah, it's it's very different at the same time, I guess. 
you know, I, Lonnie and I have a lot of conversations and I was talking to him the other day and I said, what's the best thing about Antonio? And he says that you are so versatile. You can run so many things. You know, how do you train for each one? Because the 400, the 800 and the 1600, obviously they're different, but what is your mindset and your mental preparation before each of these races strategically? Um, well, in terms of um, mental preparation before each race, it's really like, it depends on what race I'm doing. Cause you know, if I'm running the 400, you know, I want to get out fast and aggressive, but if I'm running the mile, you know, I want to, I want to set a nice tempo, like an easy pace and then, you know, kick the last, the last lap. So it depends on what race, but yeah, I'm very versatile. You know, I've, I've ran on the four by one and, you know, I've ran six all the way up to 1600 meters. So you know, I could kind of do it all, but yeah, it's, it's, um, that's kind of like a blessing for me. Really. It's, um, it's a mentality, you know, you have to be willing to run whatever race possible. And, you know, if you go into the race, believing you can win, you know, you can win whatever distance it is, as long as you prepare for, pre prepare for it correctly. And, you know, that's just how I am. Like, I'm not going to fear any distance if it's, uh, if I'm running a mile, you know, so what? It's four laps. If I'm running a 400, okay, it's, it's just one lap. You know, I'm, I'm going to try and beat the guy next to me. That's just that's just where that competitive mindset comes in. And, you know, you can't um, you can't be closed-minded. You have to be um, accepting to what you can do, and you have to believe in yourself and, and whatever thing you do, really. Do you find that your preparation and your, your mindset is a bit different, say, when you're running in just a league meet against one of the local schools that you know, and, and you know in the back of your mind that, that you're going to win the race? Or, yeah. you know, when you get to, you know, the higher levels of CIF or some higher level invitationals where it's not that easy because now you're really going to have to put forth your best effort? Yeah, one thing about me is like, I, I like nerves. When I feel nervous before a race, it's it's kind of reassuring. You know, I feel that adrenaline coming in and I'm like, okay, this is this is it. But I, I don't really get that in league because I know what the outcome is most likely going to be. But, you know, when I get to an invitational and I feel those nerves, I'm like, okay, this this is good. Like, I got that adrenaline. It's, it's going to help me, you know. And really, you just have to – you have to trust in your training when you get to those big meets. And you have to uh, obviously analyze, like, who's in the race, like, what their strategies are. And, you know, you have to be willing to trust your instinct when you're running because, you know, you could have a, a, a plan going into a race, but – you know, midway through something could happen, you know, someone goes out too fast, someone goes out too slow, and you're just going to have to completely um, change your race plan uh, mid-race. So, yeah, really, you just have to trust yourself. And, um, you know, that comes with race experience. You know, the more you run, the the smarter you get at it. And, yeah, that's that's kind of um, the difference between league and invitationals. You know, the invitationals are super, super fun. You know, the competition is elevated and, you know, the atmosphere is really fun. But, you know, league, league is kind of like the appetizer, I guess, for like those big meets and it helps you get prepared for, you know, running fast races um, later into the season. So, yeah. What is the strategy? Because, you know, an old guy like me, you know, you look at the 400, gun goes off, run as fast as you can for 400 meters. The 800, there's a little bit of strategy in there because obviously, you know, even I know this, it's, it's two laps. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the mile where when do you kick? Um, where do you stay in the pack? Do you stay towards the front? What what goes through your mind in a race, and what is your strategy in each of those? Uh, for the eight hundred, um, it changes all the time. Like uh, the first two two years, uh, freshman year and sophomore year, I was a front runner. Like I like to I like to lead from the front to to finish. You know, I like to take it out fast and and uh, hold on at the end. So that's kind of how I was um, my first two years, but. 
junior year, I was planning on, you know, uh, mixing a bunch of different tactics, like sitting and kicking the last 200 and front running, you know, staying in the middle of the pack or whatnot. But yeah, that's kind of like how I am for the 800. You know, it's a super strategic race and, you know, you can't really um, like guarantee that it's going to like unfold the way you want it to. But yeah, that's, that's, that's how that is. But for the, for the mile, I've only ran one mile in my high school career and that was last year. I, I kind of winged it and somehow I ended up running crazy fast timer and 417 for my first high school mile. And, you know, I, I, I just told myself, go out there, hang with the guys in the front and, you know, whatever you have that last lap, just kick. So that's what I did. I just, um, I just sat behind the first like four guys and, you know, they're going out really fast, but I felt comfortable and coming through that last, um, that bell lap, I, I just kicked in. I can't, I ran it home. So, yeah. Does your sprinting background, you know, in the 400, because it, it is definitely a sprint. Does that help you in the 800 and the 1600 where you have to sprint maybe that last 300 yards or so? Absolutely. You know, the foot speed definitely comes into play with both of those races. Um, so that's definitely an advantage for me. You know, I can, I can outkick guys um, the last 200 and an eight, or I can outkick guys the last lap in a 16. So that definitely helps a lot, but yeah, that's, um, you know, that's a big part of it. Uh, my training this year, I really want to capitalize on the 400. I want to, um, you know, I want to hit like 47, 48 in the, um, in the 400, just to make my first lap for the 800 easier. Um, I think um, this year, you know, we, the goal is to win it all. We want to want to win state for the 800 and run, you know, 148, 147. So that first lap needs to be around like 52, 53 seconds. And so that, that, that's definitely got to mean that I got to run fast, uh, a fast quarter open. And um, yeah, I got to hit like at least 47, 48 this year in the 400. That is absolutely insane how fast that is. Um, last year, the boys team had a, a legitimate shot at the state title. You guys were ranked number one in the division two CIF poll. Then obviously things get shut down. Take me through the weeks following when Lonnie told you guys, hey, you know, we're not going to have a season. What were the discussions like? And and I know the answer to this question, but how disappointing was it for the seniors? Yeah, it was um, it was devastating, really. You know, um, as a junior last year, I, I just felt super, super bad for the seniors. You know, I know um, they're they're really devastated not to have a final season, but. Uh, me personally, you know, uh, junior season is a really big part of um, recruitment. And, you know, I wasn't going to have those opportunities to race and, you know, show my progress from senior or sophomore year to junior year. So that was a really big bummer. But, yeah, it was, it was really devastating. At first, we just thought it was going to be two weeks. Like they canceled um, a couple meets and they were like, OK, we're going to start back up. And I think uh, April or, or May and, you know, we we're still clinging on to the, the idea of state and, you know, as soon as, uh, soon as that happened, you know, they, they canceled everything. And, you know, I was, uh, I was really disappointed. So, you know, we kind of had to go into hibernation mode. I was just doing things on my own. My coaches were giving me workouts, um, here and there, but yeah, we were just hoping that, um, this summer we were going to be able to race. And I actually did get that opportunity. I ran in Vegas. It was, a, it was brutal. It was 115 degrees out there and I had to run the 800. So that was really tough, but, you know, I was fortunate for that opportunity to, to run this year. And, you know, I, I got a time trial in this this um this quarantine, and I ran 151.3 in the 800. So I was pretty happy with that. But you know, the the goal this year was to run sub 150, and I'm pretty confident I would have done that, and you know, possibly even won that state title. So yeah, it, it was really disappointing that this season was gone. But you know, I I just I'm just looking forward to the next season and you know doing even better. So 
Well, hey, if, if you're running and it's 115 degrees out, that's the motivation to get back faster so you can get out of the heat. <laughs> right, yeah, that definitely makes a lot of sense. Um, so what happened last year at that time, did it motivate you guys to work harder for this year, knowing that it's now your senior year and, and you still have a chance to win a state title? And you obviously have a chance to win an individual state title. Yeah, I mean, you know, we want to make up for last year's um, missed season. So uh, this year we're super focused as a team. You know, Coach Lonnie has everything laid out for us. And, you know, he has our training plans individualized for each single one of us. And, you know, I think um, I think we definitely could go get it. You know, we have such a deep team. Um, we have a lot of really good individuals. And, you know, one of the most important things is, you know, we trust each other and we just have a great, like, family atmosphere at practice. And, you know, that's one of the biggest parts of being a team. Um, but, yeah, I think um, we got a really good shot on both sides. I think the boys and the girls could could possibly uh, get that state title. So, yeah, I'm excited to make up for last season. And, you know, this is it, really. This is senior year. And, you know, I, I, I want to leave a legacy. And, you know, I want people to remember me for, you know, having a really good high school career and, you know, a legendary senior season. You know, and you talk about the depth that you guys have. You know, you've got throwers. You've got Keenan who's a tremendous shot putter, discus thrower. Yeah. Uh, you know, you look at the other sprinters on on the team, you know, you've obviously got, you know, Jalen and Corey Bacon and Eli Ellis, and and the depth is so, it, it's so apparent. Does that allow you to maybe then strategize or have Lonnie strategize a little bit and say, you know, maybe you're not going to run this, but you'll run this and you'll focus on one as opposed to the other? Yeah, um, because we have so much depth now, I'm not going to be doing the four by one anymore. You know, the the four by one I ran sophomore year and uh, at CIF finals, and I, I tweaked my hamstring, which affected my 800, and I ultimately ultimately didn't go to state because of that. So, yeah, I'm not going to be doing the four by one anymore because you know we have sprinters that can cover that. So I'm happy about that. But on the on my side of things, um, we don't have a four by four. Uh, as of right now. So that's kind of a bummer for me. You know, the four by four is probably my favorite event besides 800 to run. So yeah, we don't have that, but I mean, having depth is a, is a big plus, you know, if one guy goes down another steps up in this place and you know, we don't, um, we don't lose anything. So yeah, that's definitely a plus about our team. And yeah, I think uh, this season uh, we'll be able to use that depth and capitalize on things. You mentioned the relays now and you run the relays and obviously there's, you know, four guys in a relay is the mindset different between the four by 100 and the four by 400? Because one is just so much quicker than the other. Yeah. Um, the four by one, there's not as, um, I guess it's not as hyped as the four by four, in my opinion, because, you know, the four by four, anything that happens happening, you know, like the best comebacks come in the four by four. And um, really like the mentality between a four, four or one, four by 100 meter runner and a four by 400 meter runner is a lot different because, you know, um, you know, the four by four is just such a, it's such a crazy event and anything can happen, you know, batons get dropped all the time and, you know, people get shoved, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a really fun event. And I guess the mentality is a little bit different, but um, at the end of the day, you know, you just, you just want to run as fast as you can for either one of them. Do you prefer a specific leg? Do you want to run in the middle or do you want to kick at the end or do you want to be the guy leading off? Uh, I want to be the anchor that um that brings it home you know the anchor is either the one that loses it all and you know fumbles or you know gets all the glory really so you know that's that's the position i like to be in you know a lot of people you know they don't want to take the blame if they lose but 
you know, me, I, I see that as an opportunity to, to rise. And, you know, I, I definitely like running the anchor a lot. I just get a lot of adrenaline, especially when I have to make up ground and pass somebody. So, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. And, you know, the 4x4 is just, you know, it's a great atmosphere. It's the last event of the day and everybody's standing, everybody's watching, cheering, screaming. And, yeah, it's just really fun. So, yeah, the anchor leg is definitely my favorite. Yeah, and then you know, I've been out to several track meets and seeing everybody around the track. And even when I ran track very slowly in high school, the four by four was the last one. And if the meet is close, that race is absolutely crazy with everybody around the track yelling and screaming. Does that hype you up and pump you up? Oh yeah, for sure. Especially if you know you like you need to win this race in order to win the meet. You know that's just adds another layer of pressure and excitement. And, you know, that's, that, that's, that's just a lot of fun, you know, having it come to come down to the wire, you know, and, you know, you just have to, um, you know, you just have to capitalize really. You just have to be willing to, you know, run out there, run as fast as you can and, you know, just not let the other team beat you really. So. You mentioned to me that you run track as well for coast elite, which is kind of like club. And what's the difference between club track and high school track Unlike a sport like club soccer or travel basketball or something like that, track is very, very objective. Here's your time in whatever event, and and you just compare it to everybody else, as opposed to something like soccer where, you know, you don't really, you know, the level of play comes into account. You know, maybe you had a bad day, maybe you had a good day, but track Mm -hmm. is one of those things that here's your time, there it is, black and white. But what's the difference between club and high school? Uh, club is more um, on the national level. You know, you're in, running against kids on the East Coast and, you know, down South. So it's it's more um, inclusive, I guess. You know, high school track is really just subjective to, to state, really. But, yeah, the, the national level is really what um, club track is all about. You know, you get to race kids from all over the place. And, you know, the, the level of competition somewhat is, you know, higher because, you know, you're, you're getting some of the best of the best in, in the big meets and, you know, that's that's pretty much the main difference between um state and state and club you know that the level of competition is a little bit different and you know you're in certain age groups for a club where a high school it's pretty much like whatever you know you have a senior running against a freshman or you know a sophomore as a junior or whatnot so yeah that's, that's pretty much the main difference is the the age groups are you know in order and then um yeah this the competition is a lot different and that higher level competition has to push you to want to do better as well. Yeah, this past year, I was actually running against, um, this past summer, I ran against this kid from Minnesota, and he was a senior who was committed to Kansas. So, you know, that was, you know, the motivating factor, you know, this kid's already committed, you know, he's, he's got all the eyes on him. And, you know, me, I was, I was kind of the underdog going into the race. So, you know, that, that, that pushed me for sure, you know, having this kid that was, um, you know, older than me and, you know, going places. So, you know, that he pushed me to a new PR. And, you know, I was fortunate that, you know, I was able to be in a race with him and, you know, that's, that's what it's all about, you know, just pushing the guy next to you to, to be better. How much did you beat him by? No, I lost, actually. I lost by, like, a second. So, <laughs> yeah, it was a bummer. But, you know, it was a it was in Vegas. So, it was it was really, really hot. I think um, if it was in California, I probably would have got him. Well, but then again, it also gives you a, a barometer for, hey, this is what's going on at that higher level and gives you the confidence that, man, I can compete with these guys, whether they're older or or whether they're just a little bit faster. Yeah, I mean, I was a uh, my freshman year. I was a freshman running against seniors at CIF finals, so I really had nothing to lose. It was just a learning experience, and 
Uh, running against those guys definitely made me better. You know, my freshman year, I ran 155 in the 800, which was a total shock to me. And then um, sophomore year, I ran 153. Uh, I was thrown into a, a group of, you know, uh, senior kids. And uh, I, I really just gave it everything I had. You know, that's really all you can do. You know, if these guys beat you, you know, so what? You know, they're 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 older. They're, they're more developed. And, you know, you just have to be willing to understand that, you know, not every race is necessarily – an opportunity to win, but it's an opportunity to PR. So yeah, that's, that's kind of my mentality with um, the age difference. What did you learn from running against older people? Strategy, technique? Everything pretty much. Um, you know, I, I, a lot of guys like to run differently. You know, I've learned the uh, Kai Wingo, for example, from Valencia state champion last year in the 800, he was in our league and, you know, running against him, you know, taught me a lot, you know, he was a sit and kick type of guy and, you know, that's that kind of was different from my strategy a little bit. So, you know, I learned from him and, you know, there's a lot of guys that like to, to push the pace. So there, there's a lot of different things you can do and you just have to find what's comfortable for you. And, you know, I'm fortunate that I got to, you know, have those opportunities running against those older guys. And, you know, I made so many good friendships and relationships with them and seeing them grow in, in college and, you know, after high school is, is really a good thing to see. And even though you want to beat him on the track, there's not that animosity like there is in other sports. There's a friendly, respectful rivalry. Am I correct? Oh, for sure. You know, um, at the end of the day, you're running against yourself. You know, you really want to be better than the person you were yesterday. So uh, time time is what you're going for. Place doesn't really matter in, in most cases, um, unless it's, you know, state or, you know, a super, super big meet and, you know, you want to impress everybody. But, you know, that that's it's all about, you know, being yourself and, you know, just, um, you know, PRs is, are more important than places, in my opinion. So, you know, that's that's what I've learned my first uh, couple of years running track in high school. So, yeah, that, that's that's pretty much my mentality. Um, you have a personal coach. What do you guys specifically work on? And do you weight train? And what kind of weight training do you do? Yeah, my coach, um, George Stansel, he, he has a bunch of different things he makes me do. It really de depends on the time of season. But right now we're really focusing a lot on speed. We want to, um, you know, have a fast 400 uh, established before the end of this year. So uh, I'll be uh, more prepared next year. And um, to answer your question about weights, yes, I, I lift weights a lot. Uh, right now I'm probably lifting three to four times a week. And, um, you know, I have a, a great lifting partner in Keenan Donovan. You know, he's a shot putter at our school and, you know, he teaches me a lot. He's gotten me a lot stronger. And, you know, uh, we have our days uh, scheduled out at the start of the week and, you know, yesterday we had power cleans and front squats and then tomorrow I think we have a uh, chest and triceps. So yeah, it's, it's a, I'm really organized with uh, my training schedule and, you know, I'm really uh, dedicated and, you know, whatever coach makes me, makes me do, you know, I'll do it. Cause I know his, his word is better than mine. Now Keenan being a thrower is obviously going to have a different, you may do the same lifting exercises, but he's going to probably lift a lot more weight higher weight, lower reps than you might do, maybe lower weight, more reps? Yeah, Keenan, uh, he's a beast in the weight room. You know, he understands, like, my body type and, you know, my specialty is a lot different from his. So, you know, he's accepting of me, and, you know, he doesn't expect me to be squatting, like, 300 pounds or nothing like that. So, you know, he, he's, he really, like, focuses on what I should do to make myself better. And, you know, obviously, at the same time, he's working on himself. So, it really goes um, hand in hand. You know, we, we, we bounce things off each other. You know, he asked me for sprint workouts and, you know, speed workouts to, to help him with his, his explosiveness. So, you know, we bounce things off each other and, you know, he's definitely a, 
a big part of my training. Let's talk recruiting. You you verbally committed to the University of Iowa, and you and I had some some discussions about you know school and majors and fields of study and your future. But let everybody know why Iowa, because a lot of times Southern California kids don't want to go back to 15 feet of snow all year long. <laughs> I mean, Iowa really, uh, there's, there's, there's a couple of reasons. Um, one, I'm already really familiar with the team. I have two friends that already go there. Um, they're both from California. The older guys that I was talking about, you know, they I've ran against them in the past. So uh, they tell me they love it. And, you know, they've shared a lot with me about the school. And then the coaches, they were, they were just awesome. Like they, they felt me, they, they made me feel accepted and, you know, um, you know, they valued me as a person and a runner. So uh, that was a big part of it. And then they, they're a great medical school, medical school. Um, I want to go into like a health science major and, um, uh, pursue a career in sports medicine after college. So, uh, they have three hospitals on campus and, you know, they'll, they'll definitely cover that and I'll be getting a great education, great degree. And, you know, their track team is second to none. They've had, uh, last year, I think they had two 147 guys and then one 146 guy in the 800. And then their four by four ran three flat. So like the, their, their track team is, is amazing. And uh, they're the big 10 champs. So I, I'm really excited to be over there. And, you know, I think that's the program that's going to help me develop the most. How difficult was it without being able to visit the school, visit the facilities, kind of get a feel for the atmosphere around there? Uh, it was really tough. You know, you really just have to trust their word and um, trust the guys that you know there. Uh, that was a really big bummer, um, having official visits canceled by the NCAA. You know, you can't experience it in person and, you know, meet the coaches. So really, you just have to, um, you know, build a bond over the phone and uh, through virtual tours of the school and, you know, uh, emails or whatnot. So, yeah, it was really tough. But um, at the end of the day, you know, I'm really fortunate that, you know, they, they saw something in me and, you know, I think um, they're a great program and I just can't wait to get out there. The Olympics, that's got to be a goal for you. Am I right? Yeah, for sure. And that's a, that, go ahead. All right. Yeah, that's definitely, um, that's always been the dream of mine, you know, just being on that, that stage representing my country, you know, that's, that's the epitome of track and field right there. Everybody watches the Olympics and, you know, that's where, um, that's where legends are made really, you know, I, I just want to be remembered and, you know, I just don't want to be another face in the crowd. And, you know, I, I feel like mediocrity is accepted in our society. And, you know, I feel like I was born to be something, you know, better than mediocre. You know, I just, I just want to be great. And, you know, I just want to be remembered. So yeah, the, the Olympics is definitely something that, you know, I'm striving for. Well, that would be awesome. If you were to make it, what event would you want to make it in? Uh, definitely the 800. I'd say um, that's probably my best event. And I think uh, I have the most potential in that, that event. You know, I have a pretty good foot speed. You know, my, my 400 solid and then um, I have pretty good endurance as well with the, my mile. So, you know, it's pretty much a perfect blend for, for the 800. And, you know, I, th I, I could totally see myself going, you know, 144, 145 in college and, you know, qualifying for the Olympic trials and, and hopefully making a team. So, yeah, I think the, the 800 is, is probably my best bet for the Olympics. Well, I tell you what, man, I would be glued to the TV watching you run and how awesome that would be. Yeah, that would, that would be, that would be awesome. You know, I'm just a kid from, you know, Golden Valley, you know, they consider, you know, Golden Valley, not a sports school, but you know, I, I don't believe in that. You know, I, I feel like I could, I could make that school a sports school. And, you know, that's been my mentality ever since I came here. And, you know, I just want to represent well for, you know, Santa Cruz Valley and in, in my school. 
Yeah, we, you know, believe it or not, we do get a bad rap for some things, but we've got some some athletes that are tremendous, and we've got some programs that are doing a great job. And track is one of those programs that is doing a great job, and you are definitely one of the main parts of it. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. You know, I think um, the sky's the limit, really, for our track team, and you know, this season should be should be awesome, and I can't wait to get to it. Well, hopefully we do have a season. Now, before I let you go, I want to ask you five questions, okay? Now, be okay. very, very diligent when thinking about these questions, okay? All right. Your favorite class. Favorite class. Uh, your class. Okay. Sure. Your favorite teacher. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Moscow, for the, sure. <laughs> the funniest teacher. Uh. <laughs> Uh, you're putting me on the spot here, but yeah, Mr. Moscow. Okay, the coolest teacher. Um, Mr. Moscow, probably. And, and, <laughs> and lastly, the nicest teacher. Remember, your grade depends on this. My grade? Oh, my God. I guess I'm going to say you, but by force. Well, no, not by force. I didn't want to coerce you or anything, but, you know, it's 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 thank you no it's it's this is all in fun antonio i want to thank you uh for taking the time to do this and and humoring me with my five stupid questions <laughs> thank you very much for having me this was fun um I, let's hope we get you guys back in school soon i would love to come out and watch you uh run support you and, and support the team and hopefully we can get to that point sooner rather than later Yes, sir. I'm hoping for the best. And yeah, I hope to see you out there. I will. I will definitely be out there and I will see you in class on Zoom tomorrow. Yes, sir. Sounds good. All, All right. right. Antonio, thanks again. I, if you All enjoyed right, the podcast, you. please don't be shy about hitting the subscribe button. If you've got any suggestions, send them my way, TonyMoskal at gmail.com or at TonyMoskal on Twitter. Uh, let's keep uh, keep the numbers going down. I, I, I enjoy doing these podcasts with these young men and women from around the Southern section. I want to get out and see them compete this year in whatever sport it is. Uh, so let's let's keep the numbers down. Let's keep our social distance. Wear your gosh darn mask. And until next time, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.